It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here for our Week 12 picks, uh, Thanksgiving week in the NFL. And, of course, that means some Thursday action in the NFL. And uh, we will have some picks on those, as well as the rest of the games for the week. And uh, Dylan, you and I were, were talking beforehand, and this is a very interesting group of games here. Um, I mean, this is one where, and I mean this in all seriousness, like if you go through, I want to say all but, I'm looking down through this here, all but maybe like, I mean, honestly, like all but probably two games, like I could legitimately make the case for the other team winning. And like, we don't have any of those big double digit Mm -hmm. favorites this week. Um, I think every spread is what seven and a half or lower. Yep. Uh, I think the Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites against the Raiders. Everything else is smaller than that. You've got several that are, I mean, really not even several, like the majority of these are what a field goal or lower. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like, I don't think we've seen a slate like this this year thus far, just because, I mean, this is as close from a betting standpoint, I think, as we've seen for just an entire week of games. Yeah, it's about the matchups, but I think it's also a reflection of the last few weeks. We've been talking about how all these yeah. teams, a number of teams, right, the Patriots are 2-4, and four, the Colts start the year 0-3, oh the Niners are struggling, the Eagles, all these teams have come back and are on these longer winning streaks, or at least winning a lot of games, battling their way back in the playoff picture, while teams at the top have kind of fallen. The Bills, the Cowboys have lost some games. Even the Bucks, despite just winning on Monday night, they've lost a few, the Rams. So it's just, uh, I think it's uh, right now the parity level. We haven't seen the separation uh, maybe that it looked like we were going to have early in the year. And I think that's reflected by this. But, yeah, it was really, you know, usually I have like three games or so that I'm like thinking about as a betting lock for that section. But, man, it there really weren't too many uh, where I felt confident because we've just, you know, seen so many games go in different ways than what you expect, seen matchups not uh, play out even when, when the team we think is going to win and, and does win. Uh, the games don't always follow the same flow that we're uh, expecting. So, yeah, it's going to be – it should be a fun week. Some really good matchups and a lot of close ones, but uh, still a lot of questions. I feel like I, I've, I'm just wondering, you know, in both conferences, who's going to really be like these top, top favorites right now? It's a lot of teams still uh, nudging their way, trying to get to the top of the, each conference. Well, there's going to be some picks in here that are going to make you scratch your head and wonder why, um, especially mine, uh, when we – get to our usual uh, betting locks and upsets because i'm going to pick two teams that quite frankly for me to be putting in these spots it's just again a product of this nfl season i think it's going to show you where things are at and specifically with this week 12 lineup but let's start as always with our games of the week and we do have two this week um and this is an interesting one because i told you the titans are at the patriots and the patriots are a six point favorite in this game um you know we've talked about the titans yeah they've they've lost those uh, stinkers to the Jets and the Texans, but for the Titans to be six point underdogs on the road here at what eight and three? Yep. Um, 
I mean, that's like that tells you where the Patriots are at right now. And like I, we don't ever do this. Like in terms of making our betting lock, we only do it if it's you know for the team that's going to actually win. Like this may, this would probably be my betting lock. I don't know that I see the Titans losing this by six points or more here. So uh, I would imagine this is a close game. I mean, Mike Vrabel, you know, uh, surely he has the Titans' attention after that game against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to actually pick the Patriots to win this game, but. Man, that six that six point spread seems pretty high for me. Yeah, in some places it's even higher, um, and and still Man. looks like the most of the money is on the Patriots still to cover. So I mean, sometimes it's smart to go against all that um, in terms of the bet. I, yeah, I don't know if they're going to cover the spread for sure. Didn't pick this as a as a lock by any means, but uh, picking the Pats because yeah, they're just they've you know after that two and four start they've slowly worked their way to the top uh they have a top dvoa of any team in in the afc and like we've talked about tennessee despite their uh really solid record obviously they've been ranking in the just barely in the bottom half uh and when their rankings their defense has been solid and they're gonna have to come up big in this one and they kept them in the game against houston but they're gonna have to force some turnovers which is just something that new england has not done and something that belichick's talked about a lot has just taking care of the ball and the key for this team right now for new england is there they have the special teams are solid uh every you know probably one of the best five six special teams in the league uh, one of the best defenses in the league and then an offense that knows their role They're, they play really good complimentary football and i just at this point with tennessee's offense i'm just scared about what they're going to be able to do against new england i you know they have not the last few weeks and even when derrick henry was healthy they weren't producing as a top 10 team in the league they've beaten some really good teams obviously uh they played really well against them i just don't know if this iteration of them is you know on the road especially in new england it's going to be a really tough environment i think with the way that the patriots have played lately those fans are they're hungry i know they've had a lot of success but after after what happened last year with tom gone and, and winning the super bowl and how down of a season they had i mean that that fan base is definitely fired up right now and yeah i think they're, they're the pick here uh, a game that i think will tell us a lot and i say this and obviously we've had a lot of games kind of go all over the place but i think we're getting to that point you know it's late, it's late november now um these these maybe are going to be kind of the teams at this point that we should be expecting in the same the kind of performances moving forward so a really important game is uh, a game where tennessee can see evaluate where they are at um, a lot of easy opponents if they win this one they really do I, I know i've already talked about it but they really have that inside track to the one seed if they find a way to beat the pats i just i'm not going to pick it right now i think new england is just playing at a really high level yep i agree and uh that is why we are picking the patriots in that one and we're both going to be on the same bandwagon on this next one uh the rams are at the packers packers favored by a point at lambo um we know kind of what i've thought about the rams but they've kind of hit a you know, a little sputtering here, um, you know, in some of these games recently. And really, I you know, even go back to that game against the Titans, uh, but obviously more recently against the 49ers, but they come off the bye. Um, now the Packers trying to regroup after that loss to the Vikings. I think the Packers do regroup. I think they're probably the better pick here. But, uh, yeah, again, no doubt that this is uh, one of the better games of the week. Yeah, de- definitely has a possible playoff preview. Could be, depending on where the both teams end up, a wild card round. Rams, uh, bat- uphill battle right now to get back in their division race. But winning this game would uh, bring them a long way. I'm picking Green Bay, but I, you know, I don't feel – insanely confident about them either uh, part of it is it's in lambo obviously the colder temperatures the rams 
coming off the bye, just obviously you, you hope that they're going to find some answers on the offensive side. It's been two brutal weeks. Uh, they need to be able to run the ball. And against Green Bay, in theory, that you know they shouldn't have a ton of – there shouldn't be a reason they can't. It's the 26th ranked de, uh, rush defense DVOA in the league uh, in the Packers. So, you know, I know McVay's been criticized for going away from the run early in games. But he needs to stick to it. He needs to probably have the same formula that the Packers, I'm sure, are looking at using here against the Rams rush defense. That's not ranked low, uh, seventh in total DVOA. But we've seen these, uh, you know, what the the last two weeks, uh, well, mostly with San Francisco. But we've seen what can happen when you control the game. And I, you know, I know that the Packers are going to want to throw the ball. We'll see what kind of game plan uh, Green Bay ha- or the the Rams have on defense. I know last year in the playoffs, Aaron Donald got hurt, and they really attacked him in the rushing game as he tried to play through that injury. Um, I will see if Jalen Ramsey, if they're having the same thing with where he's still playing in the star position, or if he's really going to truly shadow Devonte Adams, like so many fans are clamoring for. It's it's a it's a really important game because the Rams just are a team that you look over the McVay era for all the success they've had. They kind of hit these midseason lulls on offense, and just as a team overall, as they become too predictable and do not. Uh, work on you know changing the tweaking their tendencies and kind of playing off of that so hopefully in this bye week a week of self-reflection for them for me as a <laughs> Rams fan I'm <laughs> going to be very tuned into this one very excited to see what they're able to do but um, I just I need to see their offense click again maybe this is the game where they get back on track and we think of them again as one of the top teams in the NFC but uh, kind of a you know for you know a, a game here in week 12 between two teams that are, are well on their way to postseason bursts pretty important game uh, if, if either one wants any chance of getting the, the bye um or even having a chance at it probably gonna have to win this one and still as much as they are secured kind of in their playoff spots there's a lot of teams creeping up there in that five and five uh, five and six kind of range yep that is the case this will undoubtedly be a pretty good game and like we said one of many uh, that could go either way here on this one all right do not adjust your listening device um we are moving to our betting locks here and what i'm about to say dylan i don't think is anything that um i've ever said on this podcast before maybe at any point actually since we started this podcast a couple of seasons ago i don't think i've ever made this team a full-on betting lock <laughs> and especially i would hint that i probably let me see if i'm trying to think in the back of my head if there's someone that i would have done this with but i will say i'm actually very confident that I have never made a two and eight team my betting lock of the week, but but somehow this is where we're at with this slate right here. Again, like we said, and you'll see as we go through these, there's just so many different games that have these small point total spreads here, and I'm you know as we looked around, we're like, well, there's not a whole lot of options that you just feel great about, um, and I think that will kind of be reflected in Dylan's pick here. But when I said two and eight, you probably knew what I meant. The Jets are on the road to play the Houston Texans in what will not be a game of the year candidate, I don't believe. Um, But the Texans are favored by two and a half. And you know my thought process is, if I'm going to pick a team to win, I'm going to say they're probably going to win by a field goal if I'm confident enough in that sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. situation. Looking around at the rest of the board, there just was not any other games that I said I feel fully confident in that team covering that spread. But somehow... Here I am at the top of the list goes the Houston Texans at two and eight um, to beat the Jets by at least two and a half points. I don't know how we got here, but but I'm going with it. 
I mean, they're a team that has largely outplayed expectations for a two and eight team, right? They're still only two and eight, but they've played, been in games against better teams. They're five and five against the spread. That reflects that the public and, and in Vegas, they're they're not really giving them quite the credit probably that they are due. They've played hard. They've played well. Obviously, they just came off that win against the Titans, and we're uh, two teams that have actually beaten the the Titans. Whoever wins this is the best team in the league. No, but uh, uh, it's it's going to be interesting for the Jets with Zach Wilson. It looks like he's coming back for this one. Um, cleared the return from his injury and starting. They, they have Mike White on the COVID list. Uh, Joe Flacco is a close contact. So Josh Johnson will be the backup. But yeah, Zach Wilson starting. I, you know, the Jets offense has not to be too mean, has kind of looked better without him so far. We'll see how he does uh, in his return. It's just still been kind of a process, more of a developmental season for him, obviously. Hopefully the time off has helped him. But I think at this point, it's just. Houston for all the all the things we've said about them uh leading up into the season they've they've played fine like they're not they're they're bad like they're probably still one of the worst teams in the league but they're not as bad as the Jets they have the 10th ranked DVOA defense that is just not something I would have even come close to anticipating going into the year and we saw it we've seen them play pretty well and keep stay in games and especially with Tyrod Taylor back they were in that game before he got hurt in week two against the Browns and it was a long time ago but they're at the time of his injury, winning when he scored the touchdown uh, where he uh, hurt his hamstring. But now, you know, they go into the last week. He played pretty well. I don't know. I just – Houston's not – they're not going to go anywhere too far, but uh, definitely a team of guys that are fighting that believe in themselves. And, I know, you know, maybe the Jets still – they have some talent and they have some guys that are – some pieces that I think they can build around long term. But they're still not the uh, – still not quite at the level of Houston so yeah I think I don't I don't blame you you probably we probably had the Texans as a lock in 2019 at some point pretty good that season but obviously no no two and eight team I would not say that any team that with a winning percentage of of 200 (laughs) has had a uh has been a betting lock for us in this podcast yeah probably not uh well like we said it's an interesting week and uh this next one is your betting lock the Eagles at the Giants I mean I mean, as we talked about the Eagles, that's been one of the teams seems like we've talked about most just in terms of uh, where they're at right now and um, their potential in the future. But they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Giants. Um, You know, Giants, I think, what, their Freddie Kitchen's not going to be calling the plays for them. I don't know if that makes a difference uh, for the Giants right now. But, I mean, I'm obviously picking the Eagles here to win this game. I just – three-and-a-half, even at that. Like I said, if it's a three, I probably consider it. But – uh, it's also a team on the road, and I hesitate a little bit on some of those uh, when it comes to the betting locks, uh, thanks to the Buffalo Bills. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I this is one where, again, the Eagles should win the game. I just think it's divisional matchups. You never know. So I, I probably wasn't as strong on this one as you are, perhaps. Yeah, the Giants have had some interesting games this year. With Obviously, they, they beat the Saints, and they've played fine at certain times. I, I know they're we're, we're recording earlier than usual on, t- on Tuesday right now, that coming off just that awful performance against the Bucks. Yeah, Jason Garrett out as the offensive coordinator. So a little bit different situation, but it's more about Philly. And I, I you know, I have picked against them the last couple of weeks and I'm regretting it obvious, for obvious reasons. They've kind of pummeled two back-to-back uh, opponents. They're all the way up to 12th in DVOA. They're above teams like the Packers, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Browns. So, I mean, like, the titans they're they're a team that i'm i'm not wanting as i said in the last episode yesterday uh they it's not a team i want to face right now uh they're rolling on offense it's mostly mostly predicated with their their running game their third ranked run defense dvoa but jalen's 
performing better in the passing game and just making plays. He seems much more confident. He's going off his initial reads at a rate that we just did not see a year ago. And their defense is opportunistic in his forced turnovers. And it's something the Giants just, I don't know. I think it's just a pretty bad matchup for them too. Um, At this point, I think Philadelphia just has a ton of momentum and it feels like they're going places, whereas the Giants are still kind of, kind of stuck. The, the Giants' defense, um, by matchup, I, I, the main thing is they have the third worst run defense in the league. I just, I think it's gonna, they're gonna get completely bowled over by whoever Philadelphia has running the rock. So, yeah, I think right now I'm, I'm, this is more making up for some of the times I've picked against the Eagles. And I, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna get to the playoffs, but we've talked about how easy their schedule is the rest of the way, and I think it's a team that looks really motivated meanwhile a Giants team that's just kind of trying to get back on its feet after uh, some pretty lackluster performances lately well if we can't guarantee that I've picked the Texans as a betting locker one of us has in the history of the podcast especially as we said two and 18 we know I can guarantee you that none of us have ever picked a betting lock as a two and eight team and an upset of the week upset of the week as a winless team um and I am doing both here in this week 12 so I'm either going to look like a genius um, or it's just going to be a complete mess here and wondering how on earth did I ever make these two picks and you can never trust my picks ever again. Because, yes, uh, Thanksgiving, the Bears, three-point favorites on the road in Detroit to play the Lions. Um, I mean, we've said it. The Lions have seemed like they've been close every now and then. They have just been, you know, a couple plays here or there away from finally breaking through to win a game, you know, Lots of talk around Matt Nagy's job security and everything going into this game. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take a chance here and pick the Lions to win this game because it just seems fitting on Thanksgiving. They've been terrible this year. They don't have a win. Um, you know, finally to get one in that scenario. Early game Bears or as we said, have played. They've just been so inconsistent, and, and maybe there's a distraction around you know, the head coach's job and all this other stuff. So I don't feel good about it, but uh, I will, I will some, some reason take the lions in here. And for all the flack that Jared Goff has in some cases probably rightfully gotten, I think you'd probably say after watching Tim Boyle that they'd be in better shape with Goff. And it, the last report that I see is that he's trending yeah. towards playing on Thanksgiving. So if he plays, I'll feel better. If he doesn't, yeah. this is a terrible pick. No, but I, I, it's, he's trending towards playing as of Tuesday at 2.30 in the afternoon Pacific time. So, hey, you're looking pretty good there. It's not – yeah, I Chicago, there's a reason that – against a winless team they're only a three-point favorite they have just not played inspired football especially on offense um even when they got that lead late against the ravens on that miraculous touchdown uh let the let the ravens and huntley go back down the field i wouldn't be shocked um i just also feel like every time i say that these these morning games on on thanksgiving the bears end up just like pummeling the lines and it feels like they always play each other they need to get the line some other matchups here but yeah anyway <laughs> um i i don't know i just i'm still picking the bears um probably kind of a believe it until i or you know won't pick the lines until i see something to make me do so i i still think the bears defense is solid enough um i don't think they're you know they're not a top unit by any means but probably the only unit in this league that's more uh, kind of closer to league average so kind of a when it comes down to that and not the best reason to pick a team but hey at least the bears have beaten some <laughs> beaten some teams at some point in the year not even just good teams just any teams uh they have played teams pretty well um including the ravens both these teams played the ravens well but yeah I'll, I'll stick with the bears but i i don't blame you for this one it's one that i at least hesitated on didn't didn't think about um 
It's not one that I'll be surprised if Detroit finally gets that W because they have, as you mentioned, they've come close a number of times. But it feels like they go every other week. So maybe, you know, after barely losing to the Browns, maybe this week uh, they need a little recharge first. All right, you're upset of the week. Steelers at the Bengals. Bengals, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home uh, here. I don't like that line for the Bengals, but I am going to pick the Bengals to win this one. Um, I just, yeah. you know, I think we know where I stand with the Steelers. I, and, you know, I, I have at times picked the Bengals and done well with it, picked against them and not done well with it. And, yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I, I think that, you know, there's a lot to like about the Bengals, and I just I have too many reservations about the Steelers still even I mean really let's think about it like that Chargers game mm-hmm. for the majority of that game I mean they're not even you know a factor at times and it's so um I yeah I'm gonna pick the Bengals but uh, I I can't blame you for going upset here because I don't I think this will be a close game, and you know, if the Steelers win, I don't think it would surprise any of us. I'm, I'm really banking on all, all the guys, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, and T.J. Watt coming back. It's the latest reports are that they're going to be practicing. If they do not play, I probably would switch this, but yeah. uh, you know, we're making the picks now. I'm going to stick to it. I, I still think that Cincinnati, you know, yes, they they do end up winning that game by a large margin against the Raiders, but I still just haven't. You know, I, I, as much as I was really excited, and I still am excited about what this offense can do. It's not like the passing game really got going at all. I don't trust that they're going to be able to run the ball the same way uh, that they did against the Raiders, um, against Pittsburgh, even with even with some of the guys that might be out. So I don't know. It's just you know, early in the season, Cincinnati had a pretty pretty sizable win in Pittsburgh, a big upset that was really exciting for them. And I think obviously getting the sweep of the series, I, I think one of the Bengals beat writers said it hasn't been sometime since the, it might've been in the mid two thousands, late two thousands around the time uh, might've been either Carson or Andy Dalton. And see, you don't even know who at that point it's just, it's been a while since they've swept the, the this series against their bitter rivals. Um, and that's just something Pittsburgh at five, four and one, I kind of not looked fantastic the last few weeks against some pretty bad opponents or uh, outside of the Chargers, but in terms of obviously the Lions uh, getting the tie there, Seahawks, even though they barely win that one, I'd not qualify the Seahawks as a good team at this moment in time, even with, and that was without Russell Wilson. So yeah, there's, there's reasons why I should have reservations. That's just Cincinnati. I need to see it a little more consistently. I have not, I just felt like they kind of were one of these teams that had that solid start and then got a little stagnant. And yes, they win last week, but I didn't really feel like they got their mojo back the same way I'm hoping they do in the passing game. Maybe they will in this one. If, if with how banged up the Steelers and or at least guys were missing from the Steelers secondary, we saw how easy it looked at certain times for Justin Herbert to pick apart uh, the secondary. Maybe it will be Joe Burrow having a big day and it'll be a huge win as Cincinnati tries to, to fight their way into the playoffs. But for now, yeah, it just felt like one. I, I didn't really have too many upsets it felt like one that just more of a kind of a hunch that eh, i don't know i'm not sure if cincinnati is quite ready to to take over this rivalry just yet yeah we'll see on that one uh all right do our quick picks uh we start with the raiders at the cowboys cowboys seven and a half point favorites at home here i mean that is the biggest spread of the week anywhere uh, on the week 12 board uh, a little too high probably for me just uh based on the cowboys as we know have been a little bit up and down too but, yeah, there's no doubt here that I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win this one. Yeah, I think, you know, even though they've had some pretty lackluster performances, if they're getting Tyron Smith back, potentially a left tackle, I think that goes a long way. We, the, Dak Prescott's numbers with with him and without him are just staggering. Obviously, uh, they're not going to still have Amari Cooper uh, with him on the COVID list. Um, we'll see, it's probably a little quick with CD coming off of the concussion to expect him to play but i don't know the, the raiders just have not played inspired football this is also a 
uh, ESPN's Football Power Index so far. I have all these games. This there's probably going to be a couple more that maybe are, are uh, more sizable. But there's a reason this has the largest spread. There, this is the largest uh, difference in their Football Power Index. Seventy five percent to the Cowboys. They see it as a pretty clear cut favorite in this one. Vegas has just dropped down the ratings week after week. The passing game hasn't been inspiring. I still believe in Dallas's defense has been really strong still, even in that game against the Chiefs. I just think that's still a strength for them, and I. I think they're going to be a big reason why at the end of this one they still end up ultimately winning. Almost thought about it as a lock, really, because I, I do think that the offense yeah. for the Cowboys will bounce back. I don't. I don't think they're not as. I think they they are multiple enough and they are balanced enough when things are going right that they can really score a lot of points and uh, perform better than they did a week ago. I think mo- the motivation with the with all the all the attention going into this one. Uh, I just don't know if the Raiders are built to really take advantage of uh, Dallas's um, on their defense, their their run defense DVOA a little bit lower. The Raiders just you know they've not and the, all the way down at 25th and run offense. So it's man, it's just the one part where maybe they could try to exploit them on that side. I just don't see it. I need to see more from the passing game with Derek Carr and that offensive line lately. It hasn't been the pretty. So yeah, Cowboys definitely the pick here. Well, speaking of up and down, the Bills have been just that. Uh, they are five and a half point favorites on the road against the Saints. Um, you know, if the Saints were playing, Saints were playing a little bit better, I'd probably pick them here in an upset. But I just find it hard to do so. Uh, I just, I don't trust the Bills anymore. Um, I'm no. not going to be convinced to trust them. <laughs> Sorry, it's just not going to happen. Not after the Jags and Colts games, specifically. Um, it's just, yeah, I just, I don't have any trust in them at this point. And. This could be a game to win back some of that trust, uh, even though the Saints are not the Saints of recent years. But uh, if the Bills lose this one, um, yeah, I mean, it's everyone's jumping off the bandwagon at that point because uh, they just they cannot find inconsistency. I've just been very up and down here over the past several weeks. Yeah, it's. Uh, I won't be shocked if it goes either way. I just uh, it's two teams that yeah have kind of fallen off in terms of my expectations. Even the Saints were outplaying maybe the preseason ones, even though I believe I did have them as a playoff team. I don't feel good about that now. Their offense has really uh, gone backwards. It's going to be probably not the prettiest matchup. Two teams in the top five in defensive DVOA. Buffalo at one and New Orleans at five. I just, you know, I, I'm not going to – it's just hard for me to, to pick uh, Trevor Simeon and any uh, any of the quarterbacks the Saints could possibly run out with um, – with Taysom Hill and, and that unit, it's hard for me to pick those guys against Josh Allen, even with the struggles he's had. Um, I don't know. It's just again, I won't be surprised if it goes either way. But other injuries, obviously, it doesn't. You know, Alvin Kamara still is not practicing today. We'll see if he comes back and really would help my fantasy team. But I, that quick week is uh, not going to help either. So, yeah, uh, Buffalo is still a team that's ranking better overall, and a team that I think is is better and has more that they're capable of. And I think their defense, even with the pounding it took. Um, from that offensive line from the Colts. I just don't see them getting beat up back-to-back games like that. Um, and I just I have a hard time seeing New Orleans putting together too many um, big drives against them. It's just uh, it's going to be really probably as long as Buffalo doesn't turn the ball over, I'll feel good about it. If New Orleans is going to win this game, they're going to have to to force the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, which has happened at some points this year. Uh, so, it's uh, man, it's two teams I want to be – feel good about especially the bills but need to need to earn back our trust at this point well bucks at coles looks more interesting than it may have a month or so ago but uh, the bucks are three point favorites on the road in indianapolis uh, so that tells you again where the colts are at uh, pretty close uh, spread there for these two and uh, as we know the bucks have not been invincible by any means um, mm-hmm. they've had their own uh, struggles at times uh, certainly most recently 
uh, against that game against Washington. And um, I know I, everybody's going to laugh. Like, you know I'm picking the Bucks here. I'm not going to pick the Colts. But, um, I know, I, I even said as much on the previous episode. Like, it, obviously the Colts have been very impressive uh, here recently. That, that game against the Bills was just pure domination from them. Um, I think this is a little bit different of a challenge probably uh, for the Colts here. But, um, again, one of those games that really on paper you look at it could go either way here. It's our only matchup, I think, this week of top 10 DVOA teams. The other one is mm-hmm. actually the, the closest. It's coming up. It'll be. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you when it comes up. You're, you might be surprised by it because the Packers aren't in the top 10 and neither are the Titans. But, yeah, the Colts have snuck all their way up to eighth, um, mostly by running the ball really well. Their passing game has not still has, has some things to be desired. I've mentioned how they have, according to ESPN's ranking, the the worst pass rush uh, – or, sorry, pass uh, – blocking win rate of any offensive line but they have the best run blocking unit um it's just i think it's a bad matchup here against against tampa bay we know that tampa bay all season teams have struggled to run the ball and have had to go away from running the ball against them and almost just giving up completely on it at times because they know based on how the strength of that defense in the interior for tampa bay they're gonna have to exploit them outside i just don't know if the colts have the the ability to do that they might try to just do what they did the bills i mean the bills were still a top pretty top uh, run defense in the league and they ran all over them so maybe this will just be one of those games where we look back and like wow the Colts really are that good of an offensive line and that powerful of a team it's a huge test for them I you know I, I still feel okay about the Colts as a team as we t- talked about last time they've really are a few plays away from winning eight straight games and uh, they have a tough stretch of schedule here and they're probably gonna have to win one of these tough opponents between the Bucks, Pats and Cardinals and win out the other games if they want to get in the postseason I just don't I can't pick it here um, but I yeah sneaky sneaky game that um, I'm hoping I, I think there's a chance I'll be on uh, I won't be one of the I won't have to just pay attention on red zone there's a chance I'll be the game that I get here uh, because I really do think it's going to be uh, two two playoff caliber teams possibly the best team if not the second best team in Tampa Bay in the league I'd say at this point and a Colts team that has really impressed me I know it, it takes a lot for you as as our all, as our resident Colts uh, hater here on the podcast <laughs> I'm just kidding but yeah. uh, it takes a lot for you to, to to compliment them like that but yeah I do agree in this one I think Tampa just not I just don't see uh, uh, it'll be if they do beat if they beat up Tampa Bay's defense line and run all over them then I'll be a true believer in this team just being able to run on anyone they want to but um i'll wait to see it first i think the bucks are the pick the afc south is the afc south and uh as we know um you temper expectations when it comes to that division mm-hmm. always uh panthers at the dolphins panthers one and a half point favorites on the road here in miami against the dolphins i mean this is to me take your pick um i don't know that you can trust either one week to week and really know what you're going to get I- i'll take the chance and pick the Dolphins here uh, to pull off the semi-upset. Uh, but, you know, as we said, Cam's probably going to make the Panthers offense a little bit more intimidating. But we also point out what the Dolphins' defense did to the Ravens uh, here recently. So that's that's for me. It's just, you know, I'll take the Dolphins just as a, a shot in the dark here on this one. I think it's going to be a messy game uh, for sure. I'm not anticipating. Let me see what the – yeah, 42 points is the over-under. I don't know if I've ever seen this on ESPN's uh, – football power index these teams are deadlocked 49.8 percent 
each with a four, <laughs> 0.4% tie. Uh, so yeah, take your take your pick. Really a coin flip kind of game. So my, it makes sense for us to to go in opposite directions. I'm picking the Panthers. I do think you know Washington, who they just lost to, has been playing a bit better ball. I think their defense left some plays out there they'd like to have back. And I just don't know if they're going to be presented the same problems by Miami's offense um, that Washington ended up being able to exploit. I think Carolina still has more to be desired on offense, obviously. Um, Pretty brutal. They're fourth worst in DVOA right now as as an offensive total unit, I think some things were done well in that last game with cam and just i think another week with him i don't know i just feel like they're just a better team at this point but yeah the dolphins have played have played better lately um obviously uh, winning a couple games but i don't know two teams that are just uh, miami probably at the beginning of the year had higher expectations now as the season's gone on felt like it's flipped to carolina and they haven't met them so two teams that are you know week to week we just don't know what version we're going to get these teams have not played consistently at all um i'll just pick carolina based on the fact that they have one of the better defenses still in the league i think and that's the only truly uh, really solid unit on either team at this point this year well the other take your pick game here falcons at the jags um falcons favored by a point on the road in jacksonville you and i are going to differ on this one as well I will take the Falcons. Um, you know, maybe I've learned my lesson uh, picking against the Jaguars at home uh, at times. But uh, no, I, I mean, this is again one where neither team really with much to play for here. Um, and this, I, I have no idea what to expect in this game. Yeah, at, at least at some sports books, this is an even spread. I know we have the the one point favorite here in Atlanta. I'm picking the Jaguars for not too many reasons other than I think the Falcons have finally started playing like the, the team that they've been ranking in DVOA all year. They're 4-4 four and four for a second. It was like, man, they're, they're in that last playoff spot. And would you even consider them possibly being a, a better team than teams right just barely above them, like the Eagles, the, uh, the 49ers, uh, the Vikings? And it's like, no, this team's just that bad. And the Jaguars for... All the things they've done poorly, at least they're 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 ranking a few spots better. Um, they've had obviously they beat the Bills. That was a encouraging performance. I just don't think the Falcons have anything like what San Francisco presented them with their ability to run through them and physically dominate them. Uh, yeah, two straight games. I think it's fitting. Uh, we'll probably end up splitting these games just like we split our picks because uh, they're basically coin flips between really bad teams, um, or at least uh, especially in this one, uh, two teams in the other game that are. Uh, poor i'd say given where they've been lately and yeah i just it's uh i I don't think i've picked the jaguars too many times this year maybe one other time uh maybe it's time to give them a little little love and a chance that they get a win here uh if if they're if they're gonna get another victory this season probably gotta have have to come in a game like this when things are stacked up for them and atlanta's you know they have a little extra rest after that thursday night game but man they've come off back to back just beat downs against the cowboys and patriots i don't really know uh where their head's at at this point well, here's another very low point spread, although these two teams are a bit better than the ones we talked about, I think, in recent games. Uh, Chargers at the Broncos. Chargers, two-and-a-half-point favorites in Denver. This was a tough one, too, to pick. Uh, Broncos coming off a bye. You know, they had had that good win against the Cowboys, and they come back home and don't really play well at all against the Eagles. Um, I think the bye maybe, you know, can rejuvenate them a little bit here. And the Chargers coming off of that – I mean, every game it seems like the Chargers play is um, an emotional win or loss one way or the other. Uh, it seems like uh, they play the wildest games, I think, of any team in the NFL at this point. Um, uh, but I, I'm going to pick them to win this one on the road. Uh, I don't feel great about it because, again, I think there's something to Broncos coming off that bye, and, and I don't know how pretty this game will be necessarily. Um, but, eh, I'll pick the Chargers here. I, I don't feel great about it. I, I was joking to you before the podcast that I'm pretty sure I've – 
I've only missed a couple of the Charger picks. I'd, I'd have to go back through each one, but I think I'm something like 8-2 and two picking their games. I just feel usually decent about where they're going to go. Um, but, man, these this was one that I'm struggling with. And two teams that are 5-5 five and five against the spread, the Chargers easily, if things went a little bit differently in their last game, would also be 5-5 five and five like the, the Denver. Two teams that maybe more even than we think, even though, obviously, the, the quarterback situation, you'd say, for the Chargers is in, is in a much better place. Um, I'm picking them this game, and I just – I think this is one where it's like this. Okay, if you're going to be as good as we, they pro- potentially can be, and what we see the flashes of from their offense, they, you got to win games like this. Right? It's a tough division opponent it's on the road, but they're not great. You're you're better team than them. They're you have the third best offensive DVOA in the entire league. Like this is one where you got to take care of your business. I, I, I yeah, but I, I you say that, and the, it's not the history of the Chargers, and obviously it's a it's maybe it's a different history now with Justin Herbert leading the show. It's not it's not your same Chargers that we've uh, seen lose in different ways uh this season compared to even last year i don't know if denver has that dominant run offense that can can do, uh, exploit that the poor run defense that we always talk about with the chargers i don't know if they just have the the tools to beat them the same way uh so i'll pick the chargers in a game that yeah i think it'll end up being really close espn's football power index gives the, the broncos actually as a slight favorite here but i i don't know i just i uh, uh this is one where after all these times of picking against the chargers when i feel like this, like this is the time where kind of where my head's like telling me i should i'm going back against it that, that's it's the internal battle wow. of, of predicting this unpredictable team um one note that i just noticed here on total dvoa the chargers are last in the league that is not surprising um mm, given yeah. some of the you say the block punt and some of the issues they've had kicking maybe that'll come up back to hurt them but denver third worst so if you if you love special teams turn turn this one off uh, you don't want to be watching these two teams on that side yeah that could make for an unpredictable game we'll see what happens there in denver all right another one that is a field goal or lower here the vikings on the road uh, in san francisco to play the 49ers the 49ers are three-point favorites in this game um here's another one where vikings coming off of big win against the packers 49ers as we said have been playing very well as of late um this is another one that's difficult to predict but after picking the vikings at home against the packers um that was enough for me um sort of that you know, you wipe your forehead and whew, thank goodness I got that one because uh, I am not picking them on a road here against a red hot 49ers team. Uh, I just, I don't like that setup for the Vikings because they're another team that I think not unlike the Chargers, we have had trouble trusting at yeah. times, especially on the road. Uh, and so, I mean, as we said, San Francisco is playing very well. So uh, I think this will be a pretty good game. And I know you will point out uh, one statistic in particular uh, that could be in the 49ers' favor in this one. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I initially had the Vikings here, and I was you know feeling like, all right, they're a balanced team. They've played really well. Uh, they've had some games go back and forth, and they seem to win the ones I don't think they're going to. So maybe this will be it. And then, I, yeah, I did notice the Vikings have the 27th-ranked DVOA run defense and that really did not <laughs> make me feel too good considering the way san francisco has physically dominant uh, you know even for all the things jacksonville we've joked about how bad they have been all year they have one of the better run defenses in the league fifth in run defense dvoa that's crazy the rams even with the setup they've had but the way they, they played the two high shells constantly and want you to run the ball they're still ranked as a top 10 run defense and the niners have run through both of them with no problem at all so i just see that being the case in this one uh we've seen kurt cousins have have great performances against certain teams that the Niners defense has kind of come along uh, and has played pretty well all the way up to 11th. Uh, 
The pass defense for them has still been a struggle, as we talked about the cornerbacks, and they've gotten a little healthier there. Saw them a little bit healthier in that game against the Rams and definitely made a huge difference. But they have one of the better run defenses, and Minnesota loves to play complimentary football. I just don't see them being able to have the same uh, same success on, on both sides. So may, maybe Minnesota proves me wrong. Maybe Kirk Cousins comes in here, has a f- fantastic game of throwing the ball. Justin Jefferson has 150 yards. Minnesota gets a lead, and San Francisco can't come back because of the way they want to play. I could see that happening. Uh, this is the game I mentioned. The only other one that was close to a top 10 total DVOA matchup. It's San Francisco at 7th and uh, the Vikings at 11th. So two teams at both at 5-5, five and five, I've, as we talked about, are turning in the right direction. I just see, think San Francisco is a little more in that, in that mix with the teams like Indianapolis and the Eagles. I just do not want to play right now and i think it's a it's a bit huge game for playoff implications obviously with the two spots uh, behind the the top five teams in the nfc very much for the taking winning this one it could end up being a huge moment for the tiebreaker at the end of the year um so yeah i'll go with the niners and it probably it will end up being a pretty close game we'll see well this one's not a field goal but it's pretty close uh, browns at the ravens uh ravens three and a half point favorites in this one so another one that's uh between two teams that's uh, you know trying to battle for playoff positioning and uh, putting themselves in a better spot but um with the browns i gotta i feel like three three like there's two in a row three in a row here like the chargers vikings and browns like they're all kind of you know on different records different but they've they've all kind of felt similar to me in recent years i guess when you look at kind of these teams and where they've been slotted and thinking like the possible breakthroughs and all that and um you know yeah the chargers maybe more so than the other two at this point but we'll see uh but the browns you know i just i find it hard to pick them in this game um you know we've talked about you know the offense and uh, it's just a, a lot of unknowns i think with them right now and uh, even with the ravens you know you'd expect lamar jackson to be back and mm-hmm. um i just think the you know this is a really good opportunity for the ravens to add another win to their total and like we said with the AFC right now, um, that's a that's an important thing to do at this point. This one, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, these two teams played that possible game of the year last year. I believe that's the last time they played because the Browns, they have a bye coming up, but then they play the Ravens right after. So they have a very rare, I don't know the last time a team for two straight of their own games has played the same opponent. The Ravens do have a game sandwiched in the middle there. Um, so huge stretch for Cleveland. Defining stretch possibly for their season. Um, if, even though with all the struggles of Baker, they've still run the ball so well that they've still been the 12th best offense in the league it's it's kind of crazy to to think but um yeah it's they have the top rushing attack and the ravens have not in you know as we've kind of talked about their defense is not at the level that it's been in previous years they did bottle up the bears but a lot of teams have done that um it's uh i will say though their past defense has kind of been their more of their achilles heel for the most part this season i don't know if the if the browns are able to exploit that as much so maybe this is a huge game for baker maybe he bounces back obviously all the he's he he talked about it he owned up that he played poorly he he explained why he didn't talk to reporters in terms of he just needed he was not ready to kind of he needed to let out the emotion of what had happened even though it was a victory he just couldn't kind of he wanted the wait to to talk to about it he needed a whole day he talked about all on monday and yeah it was pretty he was to, to his credit he was um owned up all the things he did poorly and owned up playing poorly and um maybe this will be a game where he bounces back and 
and, and that and that team kind of takes off. And we've seen them win some pretty convincing games this year. We've seen them lose really badly to other teams that are they're good. The, obviously, the Patriots game. I just don't know if the, the Ravens are going to be able to run away from them. I'm picking the Ravens, but uh, a really yeah, really important game obviously for the Browns as they get to a pretty tough part of the schedule. These games are going to be defining ones down the stretch here against the Ravens, winning at least one of these, but hopefully for their sake too. We'll see if they can do it. But uh, it's it's another monkey. You know they they have obviously in the playoffs beat the Steelers last year this year I end up having that tough loss they, they haven't gotten over the monkey of the of the Ravens completely they did beat them once I believe the first matchup last year uh, they ran all over them can they do it again uh, it'll be interesting to find out yep we'll see what happens uh, in that one and then we wrap up with a Monday night game that's the Seahawks at Washington uh, one point favorites uh, of the football team here uh, in DC and I mean this is another one like I I, I I was laughing and you know I was like I told you I was like why am I picking the Seahawks here like why am I just automatically <laughs> picking the Seahawks in this game they have not been very good this season we know Russell Wilson's injuries had something to do with that but um, he is back now and you know Washington another team that's really been up and down and we've seen them beat good teams like the Bucks um, and, and I guess when you look at Washington like they have been playing much better. But there's something you said too. Uh, it's like you're just expecting the Seahawks to win one of these games yeah. at some point, and I'll I'll take that chance here with such a low point spread that they may be able to do that in this one. Yeah, I, d- I don't feel great about picking Washington here. I thought about changing it too. The same way you're like, why am I picking the Seahawks? I think the Seahawks are still a better team. They yes, they're three and seven, but they've they've played you know re- and really poorly, but they've played some really good teams over over the course of the season. They've lost some really close games. They're probably closer to a five and five team really. Um, if, if Russell hadn't been out, I know they have looked awful with him uh, the last couple weeks. Uh, just obviously getting shut out in green bay and then putting up a poor performance against the against the cardinals uh maybe this is the game he gets going i would not be surprised i i think i as much as i'm picking washington i'm i'm this is one that is kind of a coin flip for me and it's espn's football power index again referencing that it's almost a 50 50 split like right down the middle basically 50.8 percent for the seahawks uh washington yeah they just they've played better the last couple weeks they've played well on offense at home um i like the way their running attack has has been going uh, I think they're going to present Seattle's defense some problems that they haven't kind of faced, especially with the Colt McCoy offense the last week. The Packers definitely were still getting things sorted out in that game in Green Bay. So maybe maybe this, maybe this, all this will end up being Seattle winning big and feel like, all right, things are going back uh, their way on offense. But uh, I don't know. It's just one that I feel like Washington, this could be the final nail in that coffin for the for the Seahawks, uh, I know at three and seven, they're probably not going to get in the playoffs anyway. But if they lose this one, I mean, it's pretty much uh, season over. Yeah, I don't have a lot of confidence in any sort of playoff possibilities there for them. But we'll see if they can win this one. But uh, there you go. A very interesting Week 12 slate, to say the least. Uh, as we said, a lot of potential games that could go either way in this one. And, of course, Dylan, have it all covered over clutch points, uh, all sorts of stuff over there to let everybody know where they can find all of that yeah you can follow all the nfl games on thanksgiving and all the games on sunday and and coming up on monday night in the clutch points app you can read all of our content previewing these games we're gonna have betting breakdowns for every single game coming out some of them on wednesday for those games some of them at the end of the weekend for the games on sunday Uh, also previews for every single team and predictions so all that good stuff you can read on clutchpoints.com in the nfl section if you search nfl odds all the all the betting pieces will be available search predictions you'll see all those um for each team uh tons of stuff in the nba going on you can follow all the nba action you can follow mlb free agent news and our app in the mlb section if you go to mlb on the top of our website so yeah 
lots going on and happy thanksgiving to you blake happy thanksgiving yes, to everyone and yeah it should be even with bears lines i know i'm joking complaining about them always facing each other but even with that it should be a fun day of football yes it should indeed and again happy thanksgiving to everyone out there and uh Hopefully, with our betting locks, uh, specifically the Houston Texans, uh, win you some money. Uh, we will see if that's the case. But, yes, uh, be sure to check everything out at Clutch Points. And, as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast that you use. Search for Stabs Fast. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the Stabs Fast.